Welcome to Cross the World with Kelly Miller, where we take you behind the curtain to see what it's like for some of the most impoverished children and families on the face of the planet, and how we can help transform their lives from deepest need to thriving joy. I'm your host, Kelly Miller, the president and CEO of Cross International. And I'm Chris McIntyre, co-host of Cross the World. This is episode 12, and it's uh, part of our power series. Now, in previous episodes, we've explored the power of partnership, the power of touch. And and so uh, this time we'd like to talk about the power of community, you know, Kelly. And I'm really uh, excited about this topic, you know, uh, I, I think about this and I hearken back to that phrase that was popular back, oh gosh, when was it? Like in the 1990s, it takes a village. Remember that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Sure do. Yep. You, you know, and, and, and unfortunately, I mean, you know, the, the phrase got wrapped up in politics and, and, and it's sad because it's based on a Nigerian proverb that has some real basic truths behind sure it. Sure does, doesn't it? Yep. And, and, uh, and, and because that's what it takes, you know, a community to lift up a child. And that's what, that's what we do. That's what a lot of NGOs do. Right. You know, isn't that true? No, it, it is. You're spot on. And, and, uh, yeah, it was unfortunate that phrase got co-op, but it is true, isn't it? Right. Yeah. As, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, you know, as we focus on this idea of community, right. And we all, right. I mean, just the human race, right. We love most people. Of yes. to be in or seek or crave to be in some sense of community, right? I right. Know you right. Do, I do, right? Yeah. And this is one of those things I think our, I don't think, I know, our, <laughs> our culture can learn so much from the cultures, many of the cultures that are in developing countries. Right. Right. Because right. that sense of community, uh, not always, but uh, can be very, very, very strong. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so often, you know, we have that donor receiver mentality that, you know, we've got the money, we're going to tell you how to live life. Right. <laughs> yeah, and, and, exactly. and, and gosh, you know, you've been uh, around the globe quite a bit and, and, you know, when, when, when we have a chance to um, engage with communities, um, you do see the value of community, of family, of being together, of multi-generational, of intergenerational, mm-hmm. uh, and all those aspects that, that quite honestly are, I wouldn't say foreign, but not as rooted in at least our home life uh, here in the Western world. Right. So this is a huge topic. It's a fun one to yeah. take on too, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's, it's right. great. It's great. Right. Yeah. I, I think um, when I think about community um, and the places that, that God's taken me around the world in, in this ministry work, it really is one of those words that, that popped to mind about what, what's God teaching me? Mm-hmm. You know, every time I have a chance to, to visit our field projects and partners, uh, I try to go with that lens, you know, Lord, what are you teaching me? Right. You know, and, 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 and one of those lenses is seek community here. I'm trying to understand what community is about and what's happening. And so much of community in the developing world revolves around the interaction amongst women. Right. You know, moms, especially, you know, within within families. And we're not only rural, but, you know, most of our work is in rural settings. Right. So you get a chance to, to see a community up front and personal, mm-hmm. you know, out in the village setting. And, and what does that look like? So I'd love to tell some stories here, if that's okay. Sure. Yeah, great. You know, we're going to go to Zambia here in just a minute and, okay. and talk about our work there. But just I want to set a little bit of tone here in terms of um, uh, the plight of women 
uh, particularly in, mm-hmm. in developing countries and, and in cultures uh, uh, where the, the, the women, where women are not just as elevated, say, as they would be in a Western world. You know, um, women worldwide still make about 63% less than men. That's, that's, that's across the world, which is a huge gap. Right. It's even more acute in developing countries. Right. And they spend three times as many hours in unpaid labor mm-hmm. as men do. Right. And, and again, this, these are, a, there's a lot of factors to that, but that, that's just a, kind of a very high level reality there. Um, you know, women's uh, access to legal rights, uh, about three quarters less than men do in Latin American and Caribbean countries. Right. And in, in Sub-Saharan Africa, it's it's over half, right? Now, there's progress. There's really good progress being made in those areas for women, but still an incredible gap. Right? And again, there's a lot of factors to that. But what is helping make improvement that is the ability for our work, our ministry work, to be able to help boost that sense of community. Right. Women, okay. Um, so let's let's strap on our seatbelts. Let's, <laughs> let's go to Eastern Zambia. Mm-hmm. And I want to introduce you to Aunt Benny, if I could. Yeah. And uh, here we are. We're out in the village. Uh, um, if I can paint a, a picture for our listeners, if you can imagine, very rural. Uh, Eastern Zambia, it's uh, relatively flat. Uh, a lot of vegetation, a lot of trees uh, mm-hmm. and such, and and some uh, I wouldn't call savanna, uh, but similar if you can picture that in your mind, and and villages that that dot the countryside, villages that are made up of maybe oh seventy five to a uh, hundred families or right. so, right? And oftentimes they're mud brick homes with thatched roofs, mm-hmm. right, and open fire pits that dot the area and such, and. Uh, a school that's built and perhaps a medical clinic that's there and life is lived outdoors, right? You've got fields that are, that are, that are uh, cultivated. You've got small animals that are being cared for. Uh, you know, this is just the, the way of life. It's a rhythm of life. It's really neat to experience. Right. Right. Yet for, for women uh, often, if you don't have the simplicity of access to save clean water, you know, your one of your primary tasks is to go off and fetch water for a day. And this, this, this podcast isn't about water. We've talked about that. We'll talk about more. But I'm just giving a, a bit of example so that uh, women and, and also small uh, or young girls that are taken out of school often have to go fetch water at least once a day, if not more than that. That's right. And that can be literal. You know it could be 20 minute, half an hour, an hour walk to get to the unclean water source, put it in a big bucket, carry it back in your head and such. Some of the work that we do and others uh, around the globe are, you know, providing borehole wells in communities, right? So women don't and young girls don't have to walk so far. They've got access to safe and clean water, right, either in their village or right next door. Mm-hmm. And that provides time for women, right? You've now freed up a couple hours a day, if not more, for women to, to who want to be productive for their families, for their kids, with their husbands, to do something, Right. And this is where we're able to step in and help build that sense of community uh, with uh, what we call women's self-help groups, SHGs. Mm-hmm. And many of our listeners may have heard of that. Small groups of women, 25 to 30 women that bind together in a community and help each other uh, by developing very, very small businesses, right, that are appropriate, you know, for their their culture. It could be a small little bakery. It could be uh, uh, sewing of school uniforms for the kids that go to school in their, in their community. It could be uh, Aunt Benny who sells 
seeds for crops. She's like a, a <laughs> local broker, right? <laughs> you know, you, you visit her shop and you see these, these big sacks of seeds, this beaming smile on her face, right? And, and the advancement in life that she has. Well, that starts someplace, right? And it does start with community. And Aunt Benny is the, the lead of that self-help group. And she's as on fire, highly energetic, very motivated uh, individual who, who wants to see not only her life and her family move forward, but the, the other women in their families' lives move forward in community. So as you, as you get a chance to go meet with these groups, and, and we did not terribly long ago, uh, to visit and um, sit with them. We sat out in the dirt in, in a circle and talked and laughed and got to know each other and, and heard their stories. And Aunt Benny had a few of the women show us their stories. And, and where it starts is vision, vision casting, mm-hmm. right? Just like you and I do here at work and many others that are listening. What's, your, what's the, the vision for the future, right? And so each of these women have one of those small you know, uh, black and white lined books that you and I had when we were kids and, and our kids had when they grew up, they take to school, right? Right. For, for note keeping. So it starts there. And and the women are challenged to say, just just draw a picture. Where would you want to be a year from now if, if you could start to earn some some money for your family? And what would that picture look like? And then what would that, draw a picture for three years from now and five years from now, what might that look like? So these women shared the, 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 their drawings with us, and it was so neat to see the progression of these visuals of, you know, families smiling, kids having meals. Uh, one of them uh, had a hospital cross, you know, so access to medical care, more children, you know, for their families, right? right? Just simple things, right? But it was this vision for the future for their families, and it all started with this community. And this community of women worked together together. And with a little bit of money they have, they start this little bank, right? And and then part of the visioning that our organization, our partner organization, their help in, in terms of coaching Aunt Benny as the trainer is for her to train the women around her about what 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 kind of work could we develop for each of us? What kind of small business could we develop? And they start that planning and dreaming and thinking process you know, that, that backs up into what these pictures uh, describe. And so over the course of time, you create these very uh, simplistic but very real business plans, right? And each of these women have for, for what they may do. And it could be raising small chickens, right? Mm-hmm. A, a group of, you know, 40 uh, layer hands or, or goats or pigs or whatever it might be to raise for both consumption but also sale in, in the marketplace. And then uh, you get a chance to see the results of what, this community has been uh, for them. And, and if I can, I want to just tell a quick story about the, the outcomes of this, this group. Now, this group had started, we were, we were visiting in November a few years ago. This self-help group had started in June. So what's that, five months before. And we're talking, these are very impoverished communities. You know, uh, husbands, if dads are still there, are typically day laborers working on somebody else's field, making the equivalent of maybe 50 cents U.S. a day. Maybe. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, in that culture. Yeah. And and mom is is caring for the kids and, and fetching water and, and trying to you know, scratch out a living uh, uh, for for her family, totally dedicated for her family, as is dad. You know, But it's a hard, it's a hard living. So as we're talking... 
I just came to mind. I said, yeah, hey, let's try to create some kind of, of visual of what the impact has been so far in five months for these families. And this is very, this was very impromptu. I uh, said with our, our, our partner, the interpreter, said, hey, you know, I'd love everybody stand up. So we all stood up and I said, okay, I'd like for those, think back in June, for those of you in your families where you were having one meal a day in your household, go stand over there. And for those of you that are having two meals a day, go stand over there. And for those of you that are having three meals a day, go stand over there. And they all were kind of a little bit perplexed from it. And as they thought about it, right, they all moved pretty quickly. And, you know, I, I don't know the exact count, but let's say there were 30 women there. Out of those 30, 23 or 24 of them were in the one meal per day category. A few of them were in the two meals or one or two in the three meals per day. Meals per day. Okay. You and I have three meals pretty regularly. Every sure. Day, right? So this is an entire family. And I said, okay. Where are you today? Here we are in, in, in November. Uh, after you've, you've started these small businesses and, and you're starting to create income for your family, let's move. How many of you are now having uh, one meal and two meal and three meals? You go, go ahead and move. You know, and, and, and this was done in a fun, uh, light uh, uh, atmosphere you know, with the group. So they were laughing. They're having fun with this. And they were all moving around. And the dust settled a minute later. And it was an amazing picture. Chris, it was an amazing picture. There were then probably five or six still in the one meal per day. There were now probably, uh, don't quote me, maybe four or five in the three meals per day. But there are probably close to 20 okay. now in yep. two meals. That's transformation that? because you you just shifted. You shifted. You, what you said, 23 were in the yeah. first category, yeah. Yeah. and then they all shifted yeah. to the In just a short a period of time. Yes, right? amazing. And, and there's lots of storyline behind all that and the micro loans, all kind of stuff that, that we do in many organizations. But the root of this success is community. Oh, that's a right? great. That's 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 yeah. amazing. And it, it's it's women binding together to help each other to come together and um and work together, uh, be accountable yeah. to each other, deepen their relationships with with each other and their community. Kids are uh, have opportunity now to be in school more regularly. Uh, food, nutritious food, more of it's on the table. Access to medical care because they've got funds mm-hmm. is there. I mean, all of the fruits of being together, God's blessing. And isn't it amazing how community leaders just bubble up? Yeah, I've spun on. That's how it works. It is emergent leadership. Exactly. It has to be, you know, because it, it's the community and the village that needs to own this, right? Yes. And, you know, from an outside perspective, Cross International or our partners, you know, we can't come in and say, you're now the leader. Yeah. No, it doesn't yeah. work, right? Just like, just like we try to do here in our culture, in our workplace, in our schools, wherever it might be, you know, fill in the blank. You know, when you assign leadership, that typically fails. Yeah. But when you have emergent leadership, there's ownership there, right? Exactly. And, we, and here's a really cool part, too, is that the church, the local church, is mm-hmm. at the center of that. That's it. Right. Yeah, that's it. And, and for uh, these self-help groups, um, the, uh, the framework for community is beautiful to be able to talk about biblical truth Right. And to share Bible study and discipleship and and that God created you. You have value in God's eyes, in the world's eyes. Right. You have a purpose 
to live out here. And the church is, is uh, not only at the center of that, but the church grows right. because of that, right? And you're affecting people's lives and, and beyond word, but rooted in deed, right? And word and deed together. And that's the church uh, together. And, you know, you go back to uh, early in God's word, you know, in, in Ecclesiastic 4, mm-hmm. right? You, we, all, we all know it, but, you know, it is true. You know, a quarter three uh, does not quickly break, right? And the, right. the writer, the wisdom that's coming from that, you know, describing how two are better than one, have a good return for their labor. And now the whole thinking in that chapter, in that book, around um, the relationships that God puts us in or allows us to be in or allows us to, to, to choose to be in, that sense of community, right? And how do we view our relationships with him but also together, right? right. And that's, you know, it takes a village, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we right. go back to where we start. It takes a village, that sense of community and being together, that aha of, of, you know, let's walk this journey of life together. You know, the fun thing for, for those of you that are that are listening, uh, we, you know, Chris and I, we love to, to share these stories with you to give you that kind of behind the curtain look. Yes, you know, exactly. what What is life like in a developing country? How, how does the, the ministry work of Across International or other organizations like ours actually happen? And we hope that you're, you're, you're getting that, that picture from us. But also, you know, as we tell these stories, listen for the principles, mm-hmm. you know, this whole sense of community. How does it apply in your life? Today, wherever you're, wherever you're living, uh, it doesn't have to be, you know, listening to a story about women in, in, in Zambia. Uh, and, but for all of us, Chris, you, me, you know, our families, you, the listener, where is God calling us to be in community? With Him, with others around us. And I think that's the value of, of, of being able to share these stories with you. So, we hope this has been a blessing to you. We'd love to get your feedback. What, where, where do we want to get feedback to, Chris? Well, uh, if you want to contact us, email us at podcast at crossinternational.org. One more time. <laughs> it, is, it is podcast okay. at crossinternational.org. Okay. It's very simple. It is pretty simple. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys, thanks for listening. We appreciate you, and we hope this has been a blessing for you. Uh, go out and have community. Have God at the center of that. God bless you. God bless. If you'd like to learn more about Cross International and make a difference in the lives of vulnerable children and their family members, visit our website at crossinternational.org. See you next time at Cross the World with Kelly Miller.